Welcome to the Two Frogs podcast, podcasting in English and in French from amazing destinations all over the world. I've got a small camera and I'm going on holiday soon okay. and I want to get the best shots. I'm going into the mountains. Any any tips for me because my photos are always pretty flat. Well, the thing is is that what they say about good photos is they say good photos come from experience and experience comes from bad photos. Oh. However, a photo is only good if you like it. You know, people say, what is a good photo, etc. I think that it's only good if you like the photo. Mm. Other people, it's very subjective. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are, there are a few things and we're just going to look at 10 things um, to improve your yes. photography. Um, what, what do you use? Well, I've got a small compact camera, okay. which is on a kind of automatic setting. Right. Do you have an M setting on it? Yeah, you do. Yeah, okay. So you, you probably have scene settings, so you've got mountains, you've got uh, yeah. sunny day, yes. you've got people, maybe macro and stuff like this. I would suggest, but oh, we'll come to this after, I would suggest that we go into manual, and I'll tell you why. Okay. But um, I think one of the things to get some really good photos is that you should move a little bit, because generally people take photos from eye level, and they all look so boring. And I think what you've got to do, I think you've got to move around of getting... Um, you know, a different angle. Take it from down low, for example. Uh, take it from a different angle. Uh, the one that we don't normally see. And yeah. these tend to surprise a little bit in some way. And they do come out really, really Yeah, I think that's well. a good point because we often, well, I know for myself, my photos are from my, my kind of standing position. That's what people do, yeah. So that's a no-no. And they do videos like this as well. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I like they'll take a picture of the sea, for example, yeah. right, from eye level. Whereas if you get down and you see the waves, you just get a perspective, you get movement, yeah. you get dynamism, you get all sorts yeah. of stuff. Good point. Um, but the thing with photos is that the more you do, the better you get. Um, and you should also, if you can, is join some sort of platform, maybe Instagram could help, or there was one called Trover, it's just shut um, after five or six years. And they're really good because they get people who really like photos, and you can also follow people um, who are in your sort of genre of photo, if you like landscapes, mm. if you like animals, if you like whatever, yeah. um, and then you actually get feedback on them. Uh, with Instagram, it's not quite the same, because generally with Instagram, you get a like, but you don't know why somebody likes it. Um, so that doesn't really help you. But if you can yeah. be on these things where you can actually get some feedback, and there are lots of platforms yeah. out there. I suppose you get some kind of uh, sort of inspiration or just the way to kind of um, format the photo. Yeah, there's yeah. Lots, lots of things yeah. that, if you get people actually giving you feedback as well, mm. they'll, they'll, they'll maybe suggest stuff mm -hmm. and you can do the same as them. Mm. Um, also, another thing is, is about framing the photo. You know, sometimes it's better to move further away from something or closer to it, but to really get the framing nicely. And also, if you're... Uh, we'll go to this one, which I was saying, is go to manual if you can. So get that M on. In this way, you can control many things. You can okay. control... Things that will have a big, big impact on your, your photos. And the thing is, is it sounds all complicated, but what I would say is, you know, just practice with it. Yeah. Practice, 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 yeah. and then you, you'll, you'll get good. But with manual, you can, um, you, you can control the shutter speed. Yeah. If, Tell me, why is that important, shutter speed? Well, if at night you take, uh, for example, a, a photo at a fast shutter speed, yeah. 
you'll probably get just a black photo. Yeah. You, know, you need to slow the shutter speed down. Okay. That's one aspect, but you also yes. need to open the aperture. And is, is this people, photos of people at night? Because that's my thing. Of whatever, okay. whatever. So if you've got low light, you okay. need to open the aperture up. Um, you'll see uh, on most cameras, you have an aperture ring, okay. which goes from maybe 1.4 to 22. 22 is, funnily enough, it's a higher number, but it's the smallest aperture. So, for example, if you were um, taking a picture in bright sunlight, yes. you would probably go to F, it's called F-stop, F22, so there's less light going into the camera, okay? Oh, goodness me, yeah. okay. And then if it's at night, I'd have to go to 22, are you no, saying? No, you'd have to go to 1.4, you'd have to go oh. to the smallest number, which will open the aperture, which gives the most light on the sensor. Okay. Okay, so this before would have yeah. been on to film. Yeah. Today it's on yeah. electronic So sensor. I get the feeling this is, this is not a snap we're talking about. A photo, well, it can be a snap, yeah. but what I say, if, if you could just try it. Now, another thing you have with, with, um, with, 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 with manual control is you can control the shutter speed, okay? So we've gone there, we've, you can go higher, yeah, most shutters go to one two hundred, one two thousandth, or one four thousandth of a second, and then you've got another one which could be one second, or you have a thing called a B, which is a bulb setting, where you can just keep the 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 the, the shutter open. So this is for when you're in a very very dark situation. You want the most light to get into your sensor, okay? When it's dark. I had no, no idea this even existed. Now, the problem with this, the longer the shutter speed, if you move the camera, you will, you, you'll get blur and mm -hmm. it will be a not mm -hmm. good photo. Another thing that you can take control of, so you'd have to put it onto a tripod or onto a, onto a, you know, a steady surface at least. Um, another thing is white balance. Okay, white balance is the temperature of the, of the photos. It's measured in Kelvin. Okay, that's the technical stuff. But white balance, for example, if you... A lot of people go into auto white balance. Now, what they'll do is they'll take a lovely photo of a sunset with beautiful colours and it will come out really flat. Because with auto white balance, what the camera is trying to do, it's trying to... Um, well, it's trying to sort of moderate all the colours and you get something which is horrible. Mm. If you do the white balance yourself, okay, and you can have sunlight, you can have night, you can have um, cloudy, you can have snow, uh, all these different types of white balance, they will help your photos to be absolutely fantastic. Golly. But this sounds all complicated. Yeah, it does rather. <laughs> but what you can do to start with, you probably have a, a, a mode on your, um, on your camera, on your dial, which says A and S. S is shutter priority, so you set your shutter at 1,000 of a second and the camera will automatically set the aperture to take the best picture oh, for okay. you. okay, okay. Now, I prefer actually setting the aperture because I'll tell you about this afterwards and then let the camera set the shutter speed for you. Okay. okay? And I'll tell you why after. Um, another thing that what we should do, we should uh, maybe uh, look at the... And this is linked to aperture, the depth of field, okay? So, like, for example, if you take a photo of somebody um, and you don't want the background to be, you know, clearly in focus, mm -hmm. this is what they call a bokeh effect, um, and this makes the background totally um, out of focus. Okay. And your subject, it could be a person, it could be a building, it could be whatever, 
is absolutely pin sharp focus and this actually brings your your subject out of the the the, the picture and brings it, really it to life absolutely yeah. totally mm -hmm. brings it to life mm. and you do this by setting the aperture to a, a, a high aperture so if it's a, if you know it's the minimum mm. number that your aperture yeah. will go to so if it yeah. goes to 1.2 stick it at 1.2 focus on the, the what you want to take a photo of whether it's a person or an animal or a building and then all of the background will be lovely blurred. It's called bokeh effect, okay? That's um, just what it's called. Um, uh, make sure the photo is straight if you're taking pictures of people now or this, buildings, this for is are you, are you speaking to me personally? Not at no, all. No, because this is certainly one of my problems. Now, there's an easy way to do this, yeah. in fact, and this is very much linked to the next um, section as well, next tip, if you like. Um, on your camera, you'll have a setting, if you go through your menu, for a grid, okay? And it will probably say grid or of thirds or horizon. And then when you put your, your when you're taking your photo, mm -hmm. your camera will have a red line which will go green when it's totally oh, straight. Oh, I see, I see. And it see. will really help you. I and if see. you have what we call the rule of thirds grid, it's a nine um, square grid, and we'll go on to that afterwards. Um, this will help you to really get your 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 subject in the centre of your mm. picture. If you want it to be in the centre, mm. sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't want them to be straight. Yeah. But a lot of the time, you want buildings and people to be straight because yes. if people are leaning over, it looks like they're drunk. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but they yeah. could be. But there mm. you go. Um, the rule of thirds is a rule of photography, which is um, about the nine squares. You can imagine there are nine squares, and the idea is the vertical and horizontal squares. And it, the co composition elements, that what you want to take photo, needs mm. to be on these intersections. Okay, it's called the rule of thirds. Okay. And all, apparently all photographs yeah. follow this rule. Um, if you're photographing in uh, bright sunlight, and if you can, put an ND filter. ND stands for neutral density. Okay. And neutral densities go from 2 to about... 4,000 or yeah. 2,000 whatever. But if you're photographing, for example, today is a lovely sunny day, yeah, yeah. you probably want to put in a ND4, neutral density 4. It's just a grey filter or a neutral density 8, probably going up to 16. And what this will do, it will stop some of the light coming into your camera okay. and your photos will not become okay. washed and out. Where, and where are these these dials or these things uh, on ND the phone. is something you have to put on. If you've got a compact camera, you yes. may not be able to put it on. Oh, I see. But if you have another camera, you can. You can actually, if you use phones, for example, yes. you can actually get a clip-on ND filter. Oh, I see. So it actually goes on yeah, the... Oh, on the I lens. see. Oh, I see. On the lens. So, I get you. And what it's doing is blocking some of the light. I get it's you. It's neutral density, I get you. so it doesn't affect the colours. But what it does, it stops the light. So, for example, if you take a photo outside with your camera yes, on auto, yeah. with auto white balance, yeah. you'll probably find that that lovely blue sky comes out totally white. Okay. If you put an ND filter on it, yeah. then you'll see I that. I get you. Yeah, or I get you can you. also use a polarising filter okay. and stuff like this. So these are probably pretty damn good. I can see now why you have a very big bag for your, for your photography. Yeah, they're, they're very small <laughs> filters. Oh, are they're they? Very, okay. very small. They're interchangeable as okay. well. But uh, what they will do, the polarising filter will also bring out greens and blues and also it will stop reflection on water because sometimes when you get reflection on water you see nothing else. Now, sometimes you want that to happen, but most of the times we don't. And the last one for me would be, um, in fact, 
go out and practice, practice, yes. practice. Try some of this stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not like in the days of film where you would have to like practice, send it away, wait till it comes back, and in the meantime you've forgotten. Mm. You can see the the results straight Immediately. away. Immediately. I say. Put it into manual. Mm. Start messing around with the, you Yo. know, the, the aperture, with the shutter speed. With take the white balance off. Yeah. Make sure your ISO ISO is at a hundred. You know, because if you've got auto ISO, it will change. And if you take a photo at night, it will try to take the photo without flash, etc. Your ISO will go up, and you'll get a very, very grainy, almost yes. impossible to see photo. Yeah, this is interesting. And. Are these tips, are they possible to use on a kind of a smartphone or not? Is it only on a, I'm going to call it a real camera? Can we talk about that in the next one? Because of course there we are can. ways of, of course we can. Of course we can. and using a of manual mode. Can. And can I just ask you, what would you say is one of your most successful photographs oh, that you've taken? I don't, I don't know what you'd say about successful, but... Um, well, I, what, I the, generally... the, ones, the one that has pleased you the most. I really don't know. I've been taking photos for years, uh, right to the back to the film uh, times. My photos then were really rubbish. They're mm. getting better, but you can always improve them, and they get better all the time. You know, you get an eye for it as well. Mm. Um, you know things that will work, and mm. when you, the, I think the most I got of it, I did a three six five challenge uh, a few years ago, and it was taking one photo a day every day for a year. And I did it for two years, actually. But this 365 challenge was really good because some days you were in fabulous places mm. and there were pictures that you really could, you know, get inspired about, get excited about, take the picture, etc. And other days, you know, in the middle of December, when it's throwing it down with rain outside, you'd have to go, you, you had to take a photo. There was no law saying you yeah, had to, yeah. but you just felt you did. Yeah. And you couldn't cheat on the site that I worked on because it read the EXIF data from the, the photo that you sent and you couldn't send anything which was not on that day. Yeah. Um, and that really, really helped me because it forced you to look at things differently. Yes. And also I did uh, uh, something to, well, to improve my photography is that I used to, you know, have um, like, a, a, I think it was called a, a bridge with a big zoom lens, you know, from like 18 to like 500 or whatever, or 200 which meant that you just stayed in one place and you could take a photo of everything from like a couple of inches away to like, I don't know, a kilometre away. And um, I found that the laziness of this thing, mm. not only did it not give great photos, but um, it was like just keeping you in one place. And yes. So what I did was I, I, I sold this one and I bought a fixed lens which had no zoom whatsoever. So in fact, the zoom became my feet, yes. and this made me like really look yeah. at you know composition, color, shadows, mm. light, etc., etc. Yeah. I don't say that I'm any good, but I'm starting to like my photos yeah. a little bit more. Yes, and I think what I've noticed about uh, photos that get a lot of likes, I'm going to say on Instagram, it's always the kind of composition. Yeah. Really, it's it's the story Absolutely. that it tells. Yeah. So thank you very much, Chris. Thank you, Sid. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Two Frogs podcast. If you want to know more, visit our website at https://twofrogstravel.com and join us in our next episode in a different location.